Talking Pharmacy is brought to you in partnership with Viatrice, supporting pharmacy across RX dispensing, retail and OTC sales and patient service delivery. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Talking Pharmacy podcast. I'm Richard Thomas, editor of Pharmacy Magazine and what a busy week it's been, loads going on. Um, we've had the online NPA conference, which was live from a TV studio in Westminster, complete with the BBC's Fergus Walsh and guests and a couple of IKEA sofas. Um, I actually enjoyed the format. Uh, I thought it worked pretty well. It certainly covered a lot of ground. Um, and then last weekend and Monday this week, of course, we had the pharmacy show from Birmingham with its usual packed business program and very busy exhibitions. So lots going on, lots to talk about. Joining me to pick the bones out from all of this are Rob Daricott from P3 Pharmacy, Arthur Walsh from Pharmacy Network News, Neil Trainers from Independent Community Pharmacist, and Monica West, who is the editor of Training Matters. So, Arthur, let's start with you. What did you make of the pharmacy show? Thanks, Richard. Uh, yeah, no, it was certainly a busy couple of days in Birmingham, and um, it was nice to see that the conference was very well attended after a few years where due to COVID it's been kind of slimmed down numbers at, at the pharmacy show. So it was a great chance to to meet pharmacists from from all over the UK. Uh, in terms of the talks that I attended, probably um, there was nothing sort of too uh, surprising kind of sm- smoking good moments at, at the show, but probably the most sort of concrete uh, developments came from NHS England talking a little, uh, uh, talking not, not about things that we haven't heard before but a little bit more detail and things like how uh, ICB commissioning pharmacy services is going to work from next April when that's introduced and about plans for um, for independent prescribing in particular um, making sure that existing pharmacists have the opportunity to, to upskill there was a real sense um, I mean again not new but a real sense that this is the direction of travel for the profession and it's where the NHS sees the sector going in terms of the representative bodies i would say unfortunately kind of while heartfelt a lot of what we heard from the bodies was either to me to me a little bit woolly or or just things that we've heard kind of before uh i would say i'm increasingly curious about how um uh, the psnc is, is really driving home this point that it's going to uh, you know uh rev up its lobbying to government talk to different people it needs an extra one and a half million from lpcs in order to do this and it's, it's hiring think tanks to produce reports on pharmacies and that's its kind of plan for government i mean it's i mean it's it's, be- it's better than nothing and i mean i'm not sure what my kind of alternative recommendation would be but part of me one is whether it's kind of there's a little bit of wishful thinking in there that that's going to really uh, change things in terms of funding for the sector. Um, although that kind of seems to be that the, the big hope. Also, AIM, um, I mean, again, it's very relevant. AIM uh, are driving home the point that media representation for the sector and kind of getting the public on board is what's going to persuade the government to give us more money. And again, you know, that's it's a very fair point. I don't... Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't criticize it, but again, I wonder if it's kind of, if there's, if that's a little bit simplistic too. Um, but but you know, but 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 the, but there was a, definitely definitely some interesting talks about kind of the the you know the situation we're in and where we get from here. 
Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to go to the Trailblazer panel. I'm sure we'll hear more about that, um, which uh, was ably chaired by, by, by our colleague Monica. But um, but there are definitely uh, some positive stories from the show too, um, which is a nice thing to, to come away with. Yeah, thanks, Arthur. Um, Rob, let's come to you then. What were your standouts from the last week? Um, well, uh, two or three things, Richard. I'm I'm concentrating on, on the show. Um, first of all, the exhibition. Uh, I think um, you know, walking through the doors and seeing all of the uh, seeing all the robots there, the tech stands. Uh, you know, that's kind of a justification for all of the pieces that we've been doing over the last few years on tech, um, whether that's straight robots, whether it's collection points, whether it's um, other forms of assembly solutions. Um, they were there out in force, extremely busy, it seemed to me, whenever I went by, and um, I'm sure they all had great shows. You know, the the whole efficiency system is, is, um, is really ramping up, isn't it? The efficiency and the service providers for that. The other thing I thought was really noticeable and slightly more around the edge than than stuck in the middle and um and, and occupying huge stands was the there were lots of banks, uh lawyers, accounting firms. Um now you could say that it you know that's all a sign of something of a bit of a disaster, but I, I just wonder whether it's also a sign of the interest in the sector that's that's continuing to build post the whole pandemic thing um, and the importance of the sector in, within healthcare uh, and therefore as an investment proposition uh, you know we all write stories over the course of the year about um, about change and new pharmacies opening and uh, new new providers coming into the market particularly single independence and uh, I think there was uh, evidence of, of the growing interest in uh, the sector in healthcare in amongst all of that lot. Um, I suppose the other big area of the, of the pharmacy show is the conference. Uh, there were some great sessions um, and there were some whingy ones we've all been to and seen before. Um, let's not concentrate on those. Uh, so I'm going to pick a couple of points out and then I'm going to talk about a couple of sessions a little bit. Um the uh, my award, if there was one, for the read the room moment, I think, um, was the the criticism of the investment of um, in pharmacists in primary care from Janet Morrison. Uh, you know, I think it's an easy point to make, and it's clearly a concern in terms of the general drift of workforce. But I think there's a bigger question here. You know, why has that happened? Um, why did did community pharmacy lose MURs? How important are structured medication reviews? Anybody who turned up at uh, Tony Avery's session on the Monday will know they are fundamental to the the whole overprescribing review. Um, so that was my kind of standout moment when I went, oh, I'm not sure that's uh, exactly the best line to take. The best bits, people might be surprised about this. I thought the Bruce Warner, Nick Haddington and Pallavi Dorda session on independent prescribing rollout into community pharmacy in England was really quite good. I mean, it's it's had some sort of negative reviews, uh, and particularly if people felt it was a little bit downbeat. Um, so I might be in a minority of one, but if you if you understand the program approach to change, then I think you'd probably appreciate 
that session for what it was. I thought it was quite clear. I thought it was very measured. Um, and rather than sort of say, oh, well, there's still a lot to be sorted out. I mean, I think that the that Bruce Warner's list of things that need to be fixed was a was quite a helpful list, actually. And, and the, the offer to develop answers to those key questions um, by the by the people who get involved in the Pathfinder sites was really quite a genuine one. I think if any of those, if, if a number of those issues were easy to fix, then they would have been fixed a while ago. And I think there's a genuine offer there for for um, community pharmacists and um, the uh, and the NHS to work that work through those things together. I'd also pick out um, Tony Avery's session on overprescribing for the same reasons. Really, again, a very detailed program approach to change, um, and I think it's you know definitely worth catching on catching on catch up if you don't know what the overprescribing review was and why it might be important uh, just a pity that nobody who should have been there to listen to hear it was there in in actuality in the in the audience um, i'd also pick out the trailblazer session but i'm i'm i think monica's going to talk about that it's quite rightly so and i i like the ics session on the sunday a great discussion between nick k rena barai and janet morrison and I ought to just say that um, I'm real solutions focused, I think it was a really nice discussion about the opportunity in ICSs and how that might be addressed. And I suppose we ought to uh, just me- mention the sterling work in organising that and, and one or two other sessions around the whole show put in by Michael Lennox, um, the MPA's uh, sort of lead on this this whole area, um, who unfortunately couldn't be with us at the at the show. Uh, I'm going to leave you with my best line of the. Um, so I've had we've had the read the room moment. Now the best line uh, was in um, Andrew Evans, Welsh chief pharmacist line. Uh, if you want um, to receive investment com- in community pharmacy, it has to be an investable proposition in the eyes of government. I think that's a really clever line. I think Andrew uses it quite a lot. Um, and if you wanted a quote out of that whole session, I think that's the one to pick. Yeah, good, good point. I, I chaired that session. In fact, I'll, I'll come on to the Andrew session in, in my bit. I have a, a slightly different take um, on the NHS e sessions uh, as well. But um, yeah, I about the exhibition itself, Rob. You're so right. Every time I wandered round those those the tech section, all the exhibitors there, they were absolutely packed. You know, you you could barely get to speak with someone the pharmacists were queuing up to talk about the tech solutions and the, the, the PMRs and the development in, in automation I I thought that was um, really encouraging and you're right Rob that uh, if you like the automation and efficiency agenda really seems to be uh, taking off um, if I felt that the show itself was really busy actually especially on the first day um, all right great stuff thank you Rob um, let's go to you Monica now uh, you spent a lot of time talking to pharmacy team members and reporting from the, the Pharmacy Technician Theatre, which was there uh, for the first time. There was a dedicated stream of content for pharmacy technicians. And and like Rob said, you also chaired a great session at the Keynote Theatre. Thank you, Richard. Yes, I chaired the Trailblazers panel on the Sunday of the pharmacy show, and it was just brilliant. It was brilliant to hear from an all-female panel, which included Vicky Fanneau, manager and pharmacist at Monkbar Pharmacy, and YMG Community Pharmacy Primary Care Network lead, 
Shilpa Shah, CEO Northeast London Local Pharmaceutical Committee, Patricia Tanoa Ojo, Community Pharmacist Contractor and NHS England member, and of course Rina Barai, NPA board member and community pharmacist contractor. The discussion opened with a reflection on the three things that had given the panel hope for the future of pharmacy in the last 12 months. Uh, to name a few, this included achievements throughout the pandemic, uh, the recognition of what the sector can achieve even from um, now His Majesty King Charles, and of course a strong feeling of the benefits of working collaboratively and how this can push the sector to continue to achieve more. Uh, Rena said, as a contractor, I've often felt alone and meeting people who think like me and have patient care at the foremost of what they do, like the other panel members, is trailblazing and very inspiring. And indeed it is. The overriding theme of discussion was certainly don't take no for an answer and how shouting about the sector has helped to raise awareness and build respect and recognition. But of course, this now too needs to be supported by funding. Looking to the future, it was agreed that togetherness should continue to be the foundation of all aspirations. Uh, Vicky said, we need to be working together as members of the primary care network and building on how we do that. She also added, we will be more successful together and so will the health of our communities. Overall, it was an extremely positive session and a great opportunity to hear about how real people are making a real difference. Um, they're all certainly ones to keep watching and very inspirational. I hope to everyone hears to to everyone that hears what they have achieved so far for sure. Thanks, Monica. Yeah, that Trailblazers panel uh, was a great session. I I really enjoyed that. Uh, Neil, what grabbed your attention? Well, there were quite a few. Um, highlights or you, if you're being cynical leave perhaps low lights I mean I yes it was a, a very busy show um, some very informative uh, and valuable uh, discussions on prescribing uh, practitioners and, and um, community pharmacist consultation service through the emergency urgent and emergency care which was I'll come to in a minute uh, I chaired that particular session, and Rob Proctor uh, at NHS England uh, gave a very informative talk. It was it was a a, a, a good, you know, informative, in, enjoyable event overall. But I, I'll I'll get the, the negative out of the way first, which which was our chief pharmaceutical officer, David Webb, um, and he packed out. Uh, I think it was the clinical theatre, wasn't it? But he packed out the, the theatre. Uh, um, and I suppose you, you can understand why he, he was the, uh, the the big hitter at the event. And he, to me, to my to my mind, uh, disappointed really. Um, now I I managed to squeeze in a question about um, you know the funding situation and, uh, and 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 you know pointedly ask him whether he'd seen a report that uh, you, um, David Taylor, the University College London School of Pharmacy, had co-produced. Um, Basically, you know, detailing uh, how how bad things are out there for for uh, pharmacies, particularly the smaller independent pharmacies, and and how and how bad things are going to get, how much worse things are going to get. Um, and there was some powerful uh, sound bites from David Taylor. I mean, he said that you know the, the NHS, it's not just pharmacy that's going to suffer; it's by extension, it's the NHS um, and patients, and patients will end up having what he described as a dehumanized depersonalized 
service, uh, which really does give you a, a food for thought. Um, and this was said during the NPA conference that you mentioned earlier, Richard. Um, and I put that question to him, to uh, David uh, Webb at the pharmacy show. And, and I said to him, you know, you've, you've, you've given us, he, up until that point, David Webb had told the audience about how great, how he's traveled the country and he's seen some great work from, uh, from community pharmacies and rest assured that the NHS is there to support pharmacy. And we heard some lovely platitudes and, and, and so on. And I said to um, Mr. Webb, well, you know, that's all very well. It's great. But, um, have you seen David Taylor's report and, um, you know, how on earth can you expect pharmacies to continue the great work that they're doing uh, when there's, the funding situation is uh, coupled with other cost pressures, uh, which we all know about, um, are going to imperil pharmacies? And, and he, I suppose if you're from in the David Webb camp, he rather expertly dodged the question in a way. I mean, he, he, he pointed to the review that the Department of Health are carrying out or, or are going to carry out on, on um, community pharmacy, pharmaceutical services, uh, which be a very interesting piece of work. But, um, you know, he said a lot without saying very much, I think. Um, and that was the general thing. That was the general impression I got throughout, throughout his talk. And there was a contractor shortly after my question uh, who's, uh, who said, who actually told it, said to him, you know, I'd love to roll out all these extra services, um, but I have to increase my staff to do that. And how am I going to increase my staff to free me up to offer all these wonderful clinical services? How will my pharmacy cover that? Um, and he was very sympathetic. He sounded very sympathetic to, to this um, pharmacist. Um, but again, you know, said a hell of a lot without saying very much. And, and I, I just felt... He was kind of on the back foot, but but without giving any real encouragement to anybody. And, I, and but what you know, there's an argument to say why why should he? He's there to just dish out what the NHS England are doing and 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 tell in, uh, tell pharmacies how it is. Um, he's not there to you know the support is I suppose limited. And and um, we didn't really get many answers to the, to the questions that we really wanted answered. Uh, uh, and I felt, I did feel sorry for the, the contractor who poured our heart out to, to, to Mr. Webb and didn't really get much of a, a response. Um, so that was a big disappointment um, for me, but um, there were, there were, you know, as Rob mentioned, there were a lot of things going on at the show. And I, and I, I chaired a couple of sessions, one of which was the urgent and emergency care session, um, which was a talk given by, uh, Rob Proctor at, at um, NHS England, and it, he talks about um, CPCS referrals uh, through the urgent and emergency care route, um, and it revealed that you know pharmacies, community pharmacies, completed seventy-seven percent of referrals uh, as part of a, a pilot scheme. Um, it all sounds very encouraging. I, one of the things that uh, Rob himself mentioned, Rob Proctor, and went through my mind as well and probably a lot of the audience was you know it's all very well these referrals coming through but what you want to avoid is pharmacies being besieged with these referrals you know but I think Rob Proctor said that it was it was a kind of slight concern that it could get you know could get out of control you know all these referrals piling through so I've already stretched and overworked pharmacies uh, that needs to be some that's something that just needs to be borne in mind um but you know, more encouraging stuff. We've all heard about how bad the CPC, CPCS GP um, variation has been. A lack of 
you know, a lack of referrals to community pharmacies through that particular route. This is a seems to be uh, the opposite. Thanks, Neil. I'll finish up then. Um, just rowing back, I to the MPA conference. A bit, it's slightly unfortunate in a way that the MPA conference has kind of been rearranged twice for various reasons, and so kind of came up right before the pharmacy show. Um, like I said at the top of the pod, I thought the format uh, worked really well and, and the discussion topics were quite focused and it felt fairly slick to me. Um, and I'd quite like to see that that format repeated again in the in the future. Um, I, I felt it worked. Fergus Walsh certainly earned his appearance fee, uh, that's for sure. But uh, like you guys have said, the pharmacy show was great as well. Lots going on. As I said, the stands were really busy. We really enjoyed talking to the pharmacists and pharmacy team members and, and getting across everything that's happening in the industry uh, as far as the business programs were concerned um well like you said rob and you neil a usual mixed bag uh, some sessions were uh, ordinary to say the least um some were excellent uh i did this is maybe picking up on your point neil i did sense uh, a lot of anxiety and concern uh, amongst the pharmacists I talked to, um, particularly in those NHS England sessions that I attended and, and that you mentioned, Rob, um, and also especially uh, the pharmacists who attended a, a panel discussion with, with some of our uh, professional representative leaders. I'm not convinced at all that the attendees were were reassured by what they were hearing from our leaders, which is worrying. Um, talking of NHS England... Um, just a couple of observations. I mean, please, uh, sort out your PowerPoint slides. Talk about death by PowerPoint. It's just impossible to read too much information on them. Now, I'm, I'm saying this slightly tongue-in-cheek, but I'm actually also trying to make a serious point. Um, presentation and clarity are really important, especially if you're trying to sell a, a vision and a plan to pharmacists. And certainly, you know, again, the pharmacists I talked to coming out of those sessions were bewildered and even overwhelmed by what they heard. They just don't know how they're going to fit all of this in. And and that's the reality of the situation. And I do think, and with all due respect to, to officials like David Webb, the chief pharmacist, Richard Cattell and Joshua and others from NHSE, they're all high-class operators. Um, but I just felt there was a general lack of appreciation, even empathy of the, the huge problems that pharmacists in England are facing you know, on the ground with um, with funding and workforce being among them. And like Rob said, there were lots of significant de- developments to report. There's a lot going on, especially around prescribing and diagnostic skills training and lots of other things as well. It's all in there, but NHSE just makes things so complicated and confusing. And, and one leading a very respected pharmacy leader who was sitting in the audience told me that to him, NHSE, uh, oh, him, I've just given 50% clue there. Um, it's a male. NHSE seemed uh, obsessed with, I'm quoting, listing all the barriers and the hurdles that need to be overcome and all the requirements that need to be met rather than creating a, a compelling narrative about the opportunities, uh, opportunities and potential offered by things like prescribing and the clinical future for the sector. So it was just that it felt to me like there was nothing there to excite pharmacists. Pharmacists were sitting through those NHSE presentations about prescribing in particular and others, and it was just scaring them. The whole complexity of the situation is incredibly daunting given the, the challenges on the ground. Now, contrast this 
with a very clear, simple messaging from Andrew Evans, uh, the chief pharmaceutical officer uh, in Wales. And, and Rob, you, you touched on this. Um, and in the session on the Welsh contract, I've not heard anything better from anyone than Andrew's six C's describing the principles that underpin community pharmacy in Wales. And, and I've scribbled them down. Community, capacity, capability, continuity, collaboration and connectivity. Uh, and it's also, he explains very clearly, and Rob, you mentioned this, the shift to pharmaceutical care and clinical services. This is going to secure the future of the sector because this is what makes community pharmacy an investable proposition in the eyes of the NHS and the government. We don't really get that from NHS England. Um, and Andrew also very good, I think, on the fundamental importance of community pharmacies to, to the health and prosperities of high streets and, and local communities and, and pharmacies as sources of social capital. I, I don't get any sense of this in England, like I say. And actually, if I'm being brutally honest, I'm not sure what the vision is in England. It's not clear to me where community pharmacy really fits into the NHS plans. And whereas in Wales, it's a very clear direction of travel. It's clearly articulated. It's understood by everyone. There's a, a genuine sense of partnership. And look at the progress that's being made with things like independent prescribing and the clinical pharmacy service and increasing the uh, the capability of the workforce. Everyone knows where they are. Everyone knows where they're going and, and where it all fits together. Now, look, I know Wales is obviously a smaller country, 700-odd pharmacies. Um, it hasn't got the complexity of the system in England and comparisons are, are invidious. Well, sometimes they're invidious. I just think that presentation, having a plan and a clear direction of travel is important if you're going to bring people with you. Um, Rob, you want to come in there? Yeah, it, it, just a very brief one. I mean, I, I, I agree with you in a way that that that, that, um, that clarity of message in, in England is is missing. Uh, but I suppose it's been another week um, to just sit back and and scratch your head about in politics. And uh, if we go back to uh, January 2018, uh, we're now on our fifth Secretary of State for Health. Um, so, you know, in just 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 over four, uh, you know, just over four years. And I don't think that helps either, to be honest. Um, I mean, one of the things that did come out at the show, which I don't think any of us were aware of, is that there is a pharmacy minister and he has a name. Um, certainly wasn't sitting on the Department of Health website um, at the beginning of the week, at the beginning of the show, because I checked. Um, but apparently the pharmacy minister's Will Quince. Um, and he seems to have been for a while because people have had, various people have had meetings with him. But I think that sort of constant change, you know, Hunt through Hancock, through Javid, Barclay, and now Therese Coffey, um, that doesn't help either. Um, interestingly, three of them from East Anglia. It's interesting. Representing East Anglian constituencies. Uh, that's by the by. But yeah, that, that can't help, can it? Well, that's it for another week. Uh, my thanks to Rob, Arthur, Neil and Monica. And um, a special mention to producer Sam. Yes, Sam Healy, who puts this pod together and makes us sound at least semi-intelligible. Well, this is his last podcast for us he's leaving for pastures new after eight years with the company so our big thanks to sam and uh good luck for the future mate 
Okay, we'll be back again next week. Uh, But for now, thanks very much for listening. Talking Pharmacy is brought to you in partnership with Beatrice, supporting pharmacy across Rx dispensing, retail and OTC sales and patient service delivery.